Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, welcome back. It is Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. Today we are here with a very special guest, Barry Ackerman. Hey, Barry. Hey, Wendy. I want to really, you know, get to the point of the matter here and, and jump into any kind of best practices that you may have or that you may know about or that you can point people to to talk about onboarding new employees. We talked about in our first session about the fact that it is so, so expensive to just even recruit, never mind get people on board, but just get them interested. That's a whole other podcast in itself. Um, but let's just say we've done everything right. We've done that right, but we're still losing people after a week, two weeks, or even three months, you know, in my opinion, and how about you, Barry, but in my opinion, in my experience, it's usually because um, people were thrown to the wolves in their new hire process and there wasn't really a proper onboarding. What do you think? Uh, for sure, for sure. I mean, it, it's all like we keep saying, it's setting the tone. You know, you, you get things right. Obviously, things can go haywire down the road. But if you started out haywire, it's going to be a lot harder to get things set up after that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's there are so many areas that, that can be addressed from, it almost sounds, I don't want to say silly, but some, you know, very simplistic items that could really just take away some of the headaches, some of the confusion, some of the overwhelm, right? I mean, this person is stepping in their first day in a new place. They don't know their way around the office. They don't know who the people are sitting to their right and to their left. They don't know anyone's names. You, you probably introduced them to a bunch of people, but you know, it's hard yeah. to remember everybody's names, right? You're introduced to 12 people. I, I, I'm not one of those people that can remember all those names after the first I'm time. not either. And I even went to the class, the Toastmasters class and everything. And the, um, there was this other course, I can't think, think of the name off the top of my head, but where you go and you practice remembering people that you just meet, and I can't. And, and I just tell people, I'm not going to remember anybody's names. And we expect some poor new hire who just met, you know, five, 10, 100 people to remember our names. Hey, folks, they're not going to remember your names. I'm sorry to tell you, you're not that special. <laughs> um, but, you know, I really think for new hires, um, especially if you're in person, like we should be wearing some kind of name tag or have a name tag maybe outside of our cube or our office. So when the new hire comes over, they know, you know, who you are. Um, and, you know, it would be even more ideal if there was some kind of org chart that they could click on it online and there would be pictures or at least a location of where this person sits. Let's make it easy as possible for, for a new hire to get to know as many people as possible and then not feel um not to feel stupid for not you know knowing somebody's name right you know? uh, yeah 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 i mean that, that's a great way of putting it there, there are so many opportunities for a new hire to feel stupid yeah, yeah that, that, there's so many opportunities i mean i i had it i i walked into a new job on my first day and i was excited and i got there about 10 minutes early about 10 minutes before nine o'clock and the receptionist was there but wouldn't let me in because he didn't know who i was and the person that i was i gave the name of my manager he wasn't there yet he said okay you gotta wait so I, I stood there waiting. And it was like a weird kind of entranceway. There was nowhere to sit. It was a small cramped thing between the elevator and the front. It was really awkward. And I'm just standing there as people are filing in to start their day. And I'm standing there, you know, kind of yeah. trying to stay out of the way. And, and not, like you're saying, I feel stupid, but I felt pretty stupid um, yeah. you know, until that manager came 20 minutes later. 
Um, yeah. So I'll tell you one tip that I tell people when when you hire someone, tell them the first day you show up at ten o'clock. Oh, nine. I love it. Not nine. Come at ten because between you and me, a lot of people aren't getting there at nine. That's not, that's not <laughs> and, and and even the people that are getting there at nine o'clock, they don't. Chances are they don't want to welcome the new hire at nine o'clock. They want to make their coffee. They want to check whatever you know their early morning routine. They want to get that out of the way. They don't want someone who's waiting to hold their hand at nine o'clock when they walk in the door. So I tell people a new hire tells them to show up at ten o'clock. Yeah, that's a that's actually a really good idea. I mean, it's not going to work for every industry, no. but I think for most it will. Um, and the other thing is, uh, you know, to kind of carry on that same thing. I have so many companies that say like, oh, yeah, we did orientation and it was like, you know, 40 minutes into the first day. And I'm like, no, you did new hire paperwork, dude. <laughs> you, you did. You had to fill out three forms and show them where the bathroom was. You did not do orientation. You know, in my experience and, you know, what I preach and I hate to use that word, but, you know, what I preach to all of my clients is, listen, your new hire orientation should be, you know, up to like 90 days for most roles, maybe longer for some roles, maybe shorter for some other roles, but your onboarding and your orientation are combined together. And there should be very, very specific laid out plan of attack. And everyone who's involved, you know, even the receptionist, or uh, maybe there's a IT person or a quality control person, and, and you're thinking, oh, well, they know there's a new hire. No, there should be a calendar appointment. It should be pre-scheduled with everyone that says on Wednesday at 10 a.m., you're going to meet with this person and this is what you're going to go over. The problem is, at least with my clients, many of my clients are small. Um, they don't have HR, which is where I come in. Um, but even with clients that have HR, nobody has time, right? Nobody has time to even figure out the orientation program, never mind actually go through it. But, you know, I always say to everybody, if you don't have time to do it right, are you going to have time to do it over and then pay <laughs> for the recruiting over and over? But it's hard. I know to our folks that are listening today, I get it. I know it's hard. The planning is hard. Somebody's got to pull it together. But if you don't, you're just going to have keep having um, turnover or what I call, um, which worse than turnover is quit and stay. And, you know, where people say, well, I'm not going to quit. This is good pay and benefits, but I'm not really engaged and I'm going to do the bare minimum to get me out of here. And by the way, I don't even know how to do the bare minimum because you didn't show me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so true. So true. On, on, uh, when you're working, you know, as a consultant um, in, in when you were in corporate America too, you know, what, or maybe it's just like since the COVID era, like, what do you think is the the appropriate amount of time for an onboarding plan? So it's hard to say, like you mentioned before, you know, different positions will be different. You know, some, you know, a cashier, you know, set them up and, you know, they could be off and running pretty soon. But, you know, more complex, you know, higher level employee, um, you know, certain things they should be able to pick up faster and certain things will take longer than like learning the ropes and, you know, the individual culture. And I don't say, when I say culture, I don't mean the where the ping pong table is, but, you know, just <laughs> how, things, how things get done and, you know, who who you need to speak to, you know, to, you know, to, to make things happen, you know, that could take a while. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, I think 90 days is a pretty fair middle ground, I think, yeah. you know, for most positions, um, you know, the first 30 days is going to be pretty new for almost any position, um, yeah. you know, 60 to 90 for most positions is probably a, 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 a fair starting point. 
Yeah. Um, and like, you know, some will take longer, depending, you know, some people will be a little slower and that could be okay. That doesn't, it's not necessarily a, a sign of being a poor employee. Some people may just take a little bit longer to get up to speed. Um, and some can be a little quicker. And obviously some positions are more involved than others. Um, but I would say 60 to 90 is probably a fair estimate to start with. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And it just depends on the position, the industry, um, the person's experience, things like that. All right, we're going to be right back for our third session of this podcast series. We'll be back in a minute. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.